Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play, for being here and for your patience since my last episode. I had a bit of a break that was unexpected and I know some podcasts have because it's been the summer, but I really had the intention to bring you at least two or three more episodes in the last few weeks. So I moved houses, which you might have seen. I moved to Scotland to a little village by the sea which is really beautiful and yeah I feel very lucky it's it's really great I landed in a soft bed the sun is shining right now I'm swimming in the sea a lot and and it's great and it's also been really difficult you know I had to go and see so many places until I found this one I've been staying in so many different beds over the summer there was a ton of uncertainty and there still is and that's been hard sometimes and I also had very little internet so I have technically have broadband now but it took a while to have that set up and it's still kind of patchy so that made uploading new episodes hard as well. But anyway I have recorded some really beautiful episodes um, with cool people, conversations about their work, about the things that they're excited about and that feel healing to them and I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you. Today is a solo episode. I want to talk a little bit more about um, what's been happening in the last year, um, how I'm feeling about my practices at the moment. I'll share some of them. And then I want to invite you to write a zine with me, which I'm really excited about. And I will also tell you more about Wild Embodiment, which is my membership program that's coming up. So there's a lot of new listeners on the podcast, which obviously makes me really happy. I so appreciate everyone subscribe who subscribes on any platform anyone who shares it with a friend anyone who leaves a, a review that really helps so much and so I'm really grateful that you guys are enjoying this and sharing it and and supporting me in that way so I started Daydream Rolls in 2015 mainly because I really wanted a space for my personal writing I had been blogging since I was a teenager so for quite some time and then in 2014, I had started what is now Yarrow Digital, my web design online marketing tech support studio. And I felt that my personal writing didn't really belong in that space anymore. People were coming to that place looking for tech support and WordPress tricks and that kind of stuff. So it kind of felt odd. And I um, created this new website. In the beginning, really, I was just going to blog. And then... A few months in I just kind of felt a little bit bored by writing it just felt like a stagnant practice and I wanted to try something new and also to work with my voice so I started podcasting and initially it was just solo episodes I was just kind of talking to myself about stuff I cared about and was exploring at the time and then eventually I had I kind of gathered the confidence to invite other people into conversation and that felt really cool and I was like wow you know this is so great for an introvert like myself because I don't really go to big events very much. I haven't been in a retreat for ages and ages, like many years. And and I really actually value intimacy and conversations and the depth of that, especially in comparison to being on social media. So I got really excited about podcasting and I poured as many as much energy into it as I could, bearing in mind that it was unpaid work and um, I also had to make a living in some way. Um, and I think where I was really, really lucky is that 
my web design work was a little bit more established than Daydream Rose at the time. And that mean that it meant that Daydream Rose was able to really grow organically and I didn't have to worry so much about, you know, how that would all look like in the future and how it would take shape. It was just really organic and soft and sweet and slow. And the more people I spoke to, the more the podcast grew and the more I felt how powerful it was to share practices in really simple ways that I was enjoying, that my guests were enjoying with other people. And so at the end of 2017, I started a Patreon and I began offering what I then called monthly magic. And those were emails filled with practices like tower spreads and guided visualizations and playlists and ritual ideas and herbal recipes. And I was asking people to make a small pledge each month and they would then receive um, that email so they would practice along with everyone else. And that felt really cool. I was so excited to find a very affordable way to share it and, and to let kind of people participate in a deeper way than just listening to podcasts. So I was asking for pledges between 3 and $11 and that meant a lot of people could join and it was affordable and it also made my work with the podcast a little bit more sustainable and it gave me a little bit of regular income which obviously as a business owner is, is really important like crucial and able in order to be able to be creative and expansive and feel safe in the world um so i really can't stress that enough if you're able to support a small business that way that's so meaningful it really means a lot to me and to everyone else i know who's running a business and then um Things unfolded beautifully. I had more conversations, more people joined the Patreon, more people got excited about these practices. And at the end of 2018, I experienced a sexual assault. And that wasn't the first time in my life, but it was pretty significant to me because it brought up a lot of old stuff that I thought I had already had dealt with. And I was pretty wounded for some time. And it was difficult to talk about this. It was difficult to access the support that I needed. And I think those are structural problems. You know, I'm not in any way suggesting that if you have experienced something similar as an adult or any time in your life, that it's your responsibility to, you know, look after yourself and fix yourself to be a productive member of society again. Um, that's, so that's really not where I'm going with this. But what I noticed was that I was really sinking much deeper into my practices, especially in the spring after that, I was um, committing to two months of daily, really intense practice. I was doing several things every single day to kind of pull me through that period of time. And it really helped. It really, really helped a lot. I was journaling a lot. I was working with plans every day. I was meditating. I was speaking to friends. I was starting to massage myself to kind of reconnect and reclaim my body as a place that I could feel at home in and also to kind of feel a sense of belonging in the world which I think so many of us are missing and and in that time I also made the commitment slowly to grow the monthly magic into what I then called the magic of embodiment because embodiment and exploring what it meant to me had become such an important touching stone for me in that time and I wanted to kind of bring people in in a deeper way so so kind of just sending people this email was great but it wasn't really creating so much 
community around it. And that was something that I really needed time to grow into because I'm shy, I'm such an introvert, and I, you know, I find groups hard, like I said. And I was just lacking the confidence in the beginning to just be like, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to show up on Zoom. We'll be together. It'll be great. And I'm so grateful for everyone who supported me through that time with your Patreon pledges and by sharing the podcast because it gave me the space to kind of grow into what I'm offering now, which is a much more intimate and interactive and sweet group program. So the magic of embodiment ran for exactly a year now and it's been such a cool journey because offering this program meant that I really had to commit to doing the work myself. So really I feel like I needed it more than anyone who took part and that feels like a cool place to facilitate from to kind of offer something that I need myself that works for me and that that's kind of being shared with other people. Um, so I'm not saying I'm an expert or that I'm the teacher or that there's a hierarchy or that I know more than you do. I'm just saying this is difficult and this is what is working for me right now. And I'm inviting you to explore together with me. So yeah, it's been, like I said, really beautiful. I've shared tower spreads and I've already recorded a lot of different practices and I kept exploring what was working for me. So I'm at the moment where I'm at in my life. I've settled into this new space that I'm in now. And I still love massaging myself so much. And I feel sometimes, or less so now, but in the beginning definitely, I felt very self-conscious about recording the self-massage practices because I was like, hmm. but basically I'm, I'm telling you to touch yourself in a sensual way. And it really doesn't have to be sexual because I know that isn't accessible to all of us all the time and that's okay. It's just about connecting with our own bodies and, and kind of getting a sense of what feels good because that's so easy to forget. I forget all the time, but I'm sitting at my altar now and I'm getting the herbal balm out that I made myself for myself and I'm just touching my skin and I'm experimenting with different types of pressure and strokes and body parts and that feels nice and I love sharing that. And I'm also making playlists because I'm trying to move more often, kind of move difficult, stuck emotions through my body and to feel like <clears throat> there's movement in my life and there's something that I can do about this feeling of stuckness. So I'm creating playlists as well and I'm already recording very gentle movement practices. And those are usually together with some journaling prompts as well, which feels cool because as a first step, we're getting into the body, we're moving things around a bit, and then we're sitting down to be honest with ourselves. And what I found so beautiful in writing and journaling is that we get to value our lived experiences. So this is to me not about writing something that could be published. Um, I have found that now that I'm writing more often, I have also written zines and things that I've shared with the people but that's not the intention. It feels quite good to write as a first starting point without any intention or agenda, just for myself. And also because I think it's important to track change in a way, because I think we're so busy and we're so tempted to compare ourselves that it can feel easy to feel that nothing's ever changing and like nothing is ever getting easier. But actually keeping a journal, even if it's not every day, 
will give you a space in which you can see that you do really evolve. When I'm reading a journal from a year ago now, I can see I've changed so much as a person. I have got to experience so many other beautiful things. I found so much more hope and perspective and ideas. And I feel proud, even if things are not perfect. I feel that I have done the best I could. And I'm not in the same space anymore. And that's so cool. I also really like folk herbalism because... Well, I just love plants. They're so beautiful and there's so much that I could say about this. And I've, there's been many um, episodes on the podcast with herbalists that have way more experience than I have. So I'll just say my small pieces here. I think to me, when relationships with humans have felt difficult, it has felt incredibly beautiful to be able to reconnect with my bioregion, to really start to observe the trees and how they change what animals eat, how they move, how the weather changes, what's growing and what's dying, and what it means to be a cyclical being and to accept contraction just as much as I am wishing and hoping for expansion. That's been such a great teaching. And then just the sensual pleasure of playing with herbs, of like opening a jar of dried chamomile and putting my nose into it or infusing an oil with rose and mugwort and rubbing it all over myself. Those are things that have given me so much joy and I'm trying as best as I can to be very respectful in those practices. So I'm not encouraging people, for example, to ship stuff around the world or to go, you know, just take things. I think that we really, if, if this is going to be a healing practice, then it's going to be political and that requires us becoming more aware of what our actions are really doing and to kind of educate ourselves about the way that we're living, what's harmful, what is regenerative and sustainable. It's about understanding also what white supremacy and colonialism has done to the world and to the ways that we're trading with each other. So I think these are both, these are really like all very important aspects of it. And, and also there's this sense of simplicity of just looking for what's abundant, of working with weeds and trading with people and giving something back that feels really healing and beautiful. And I love meditation as well. I use an app and I like to record meditations for everyone. And, and finally, the piece that I think I'm most excited about that I would like to invite you to consider joining is our community on Mighty Networks. So Mighty Networks, you can imagine in a, a little bit like um, our own little Facebook. I very intentionally chose to be away from social media because I think it's distracting and overwhelming and it can kind of invite comparison. And so Mighty Networks, I feel, is more intimate. It costs quite a lot of money to to have that software, but I feel it's worth it and I appreciate your contributions to that and yeah everyone has a picture everyone can kind of name their pronouns what they care about what they need and we just talk about what's coming up for us and we share practices that work for us sometimes people offer tarot readings sometimes we just talk about how we're doing and feeling and it feels great because 
what really like cracks, cracks me open like crazy is I can log on any time of the week and there's always someone online who has a similar intention. So obviously we're all really different. We have super different backgrounds and abilities and and ways of looking at stuff, but we have come together around the same purpose of exploring embodiment um, through the lens of reclamation and and that's just beautiful so I really appreciate that and then we also have monthly sharing circles where we just meet and we meditate together for a couple of minutes and then we write or we draw some tarot cards or I'm sharing a ritual invitation and moving forward from October we'll do this twice a month so that there's even more opportunity to check in there's never pressure to show up for these calls or to be in video or to share anything but they're just there and there's always beautiful people coming to them so every single time I've run these I was just so touched with what people shared and who was in the space it's very gentle and very open and I'm going to offer it too now at different time zones so that even more people can join in and that's really cool and so one more thing that I want, want, want to invite you to um, that's completely free is to write a zine with me um, I have like I said loved having people in podcast episodes and conversations that way so much but I know that's not for everyone and I still want to bring more voices in to talk about what embodiment means to us. And um, so I think zines are amazing for that. Zines are coming out of DIY culture and they're little booklets that we self-publish to spread ideas or experiences or thoughts. And so I have put together this form in which I'm asking you three very simple questions about embodiment. Um, and I would so appreciate if you would check that out. And even if you just want to take those questions and explore them in your journal, that's fine. Um, but maybe you'll share. And you also get to decide whether you want to be named in that zine. And if you like, you can also add your website and your social media handle. And I'll then put all of these voices together into a zine and you'll get a copy um, emailed to you. So yeah, that feels really exciting. And like I said, even if you feel unsure about what you have to say, even if you've never done anything like that, or if you're not sure about your writing, please submit. Honestly, it would be so beautiful for everyone to see that they're less alone in the awkwardness and the struggle of that exploration. So I'd really love to have you there. And yeah, if you want to join the Wild Embodiment Collective, um, we're starting on October 1st. Um, there's three different options to join. You can either make a $9 pledge on my Patreon. You'll get access to the monthly packages, to the two community calls, to everything that we're offering within that community. Um, or you can pay $88 upfront for a year of membership, which then also gets you a, an audio recorded welcome reading from me, as well as a zine and a snail mail. So I'm printing some journals for Wild Embodiment and you'll get a zine and one of those journals emailed to you. Not email, actually, snail mailed in the post. And then the third option is to pay $333 upfront for a year of membership, a welcome reading, the journal and the zine in the snail mail, and then four sessions with me one-on-one, -on -one, one a season, in which we can go deeper and talk about what's coming up for you. And I'm just lending you my ear and giving you a little bit more of that gentle accountability to really make these practices a priority in your life because I know that can be hard to do on your own and I think that the community is fantastic for that. It's such a beautiful way to get that but sometimes when resources allow it's also beautiful to commit to working with one on, someone one-on-one. -on -one. So there's three spots for that. 
and then three spots for the welcome um, reading and unlimited spots for um, just being a part of the community at $9, which you can cancel anytime. If none of that is affordable to you and you really want to take part, please message me. Honestly, I would really love to um, just have you anyway and find another way. You can pledge a little bit less or um, we can trade something. I would still really love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, um, you sharing this means a lot to me. And I would so love to have you in the zine, even if you don't uh, come into the collective. Thank you so much.